Hey there, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Drink the Sherry Wine. We're going to talk Bad Vegan on Netflix. It's four episodes, you guys. It was four episodes too many, if you ask me. <laughs> My opinion, it could have been two, maybe three. It just felt like they needed to keep reiterating that the restaurant owner, who I'll introduce you to in a second, they just want you to believe she was a really good person at one time. Because it just released on Wednesday, though, I'll try not to drop any spoilers. And by Wednesday, I mean March 16th, 2022, in case you're listening to this years from now. So, Bad Vegan. Bad Vegan tells the story of Sarma Mangalis, owner of Pure Food and Wine Restaurant. It's a vegan raw food ahead of its time restaurant and also had a sister store she named the lucky duck they were both in new york and the story's kind of a girl meets boy girl and boy don't work out girl gets a dog girl meets new boy new boy makes outrageous crazy promises to girl about girl and her dog the whole story gets over the top weird and I cannot stress the word weird enough. So $1.7 million of restaurant money gets spent. And as you can guess, not on restaurant related things. At another point, the storyteller wants you to believe that your girl Sarma makes all her bad choices because she believes in crystals. Yep, they want you to believe that she makes all the choices that she makes because she believes in crystals. I know a lot of people believe in crystals, yoga, meditation, the law of attraction. And I'd say it's safe to bet that the majority of us who believe in these things would not make the same choices as Sarma. I realize they're just looking for a reason to give us to steer us into believing in poor Sarma. Once you hear in the episodes, though, as to why she's making the choices she does, what she's doing with the money, or what's being done with the money, who she's giving the money to, believing in crystals will be the furthest reason in your mind. So quite a few of the restaurant employees are featured, and I think that goes back to my point of them wanting you to believe that she was a good person at one time, because that has a lot to do with these employees. There's a journalist, uh, Sarma's father and sister, the original investor in the restaurant, a dude named Nazim, an IT guy. Let's not forget new boy. And also there's a reference or references to a relationship with Sarma and Alec Baldwin, or an on relationship. Either way, that's where Alec Baldwin met his current wife. Is her name Hilaria? I think. I hope I didn't mispronounce that. But they meet at Pure Food and Wine. It's a bizarre story for sure, you guys. There's, I don't even know. Nazim and the IT guy throw me off. I'm not sure why. Well, I am. I do understand why. Once you meet, get introduced, hear all the nonsense about new guy, I guess you'll understand Nazim and the IT guy also. 
IT guy comes into play because he handles all of the business for new guy. And so he needs to handle all of the business for Sarma. So Sarma needs to give IT guy all of her ID and passwords for everything, her bank account, her email, everything. And because Sarma supposedly trusts, believes in new guy, she gives all her information to IT guy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a trusting person. I just think that that's kind of crazy. I mean, I just think it's crazy. I just am not that trusting, maybe. So this true crime docuseries did give me things to think about, like really think about. Could I, would I be manipulated by somebody like New Guy? Was Sarma duped or was she a participant? Because as you watch the four episodes, all four episodes, Sarma's in. She's being interviewed. There's also the journalist who interviewed Sarma at some point. Maybe, I, I don't remember who the journalist worked for. I don't know if he's like a magazine or newspaper, but he interviews Sarma and he has his own idea, beliefs about what happened to Sarma. Was Sarma a victim of brainwashing? Was she like brainwashed in like a cult-like experience? Was she brainwashed in a similar experience to that of Elizabeth Smart? And if you know Elizabeth Smart's story, you could see how this could happen to Sarma then. Because you know people who are brainwashed like, like in that experience of Elizabeth Smart, the idea of trying to get help or, or running away from your captors or just knowing that, or the brainwashing, you being told that nobody loves you, nobody's coming for you, nobody's going to help you, or that they'll kill you if you do anything. Like that kind of brainwashing really does mess with people. And so part of the story, you could believe almost that that may have happened to Sarma. But then there's the other part, like you're watching her being interviewed in these episodes and some of her responses and the way she responds. And you wonder, is the response because she's embarrassed or because she was brainwashed or both? Or was she really a participant the whole time and she's just embarrassed? Did she get into a relationship and before she knew it, she was in over her head and then had to go along with it so it didn't look like it was her? I have so many questions. So many questions. If I could interview Sarma, I don't know. Would I even make a difference? Because how do you even know she's telling the truth? Maybe it's her version of her truth. Who knows? I don't know. There's definitely a lot to unpack in this one, guys. I'd love to hear what you think about this series, so go give it a watch. 
I know I said some of it dragged. It didn't need to be four episodes, but there's a lot, a lot going on. It's interesting, really interesting. Tell me what your thoughts are down in the comments. That's it for this episode of Drink the Sherry Wine. Join me next time wherever you get your podcasts.